welcome to Free Within. I'm flying solo today. Um, if you can't tell, this is Amy. Um, I'm here with Neve Fisher-Black, who listeners will remember or hopefully recognize from her Giro Donna Rider Diaries, which were excellent. And thank you, Neve, for sending those in. Um, so yeah, hi, Neve. How are you going? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, so you just kind of, are you recovered yet from the Giro? We're, what, a couple of almost a week I guess now um a few days after the race is yeah. finished so a few days yeah I, I've uh I haven't ridden the bike since the Giro so I've just been taking some rest days so yeah I'm feeling pretty pretty recovered this morning actually uh up and uh ready to go again <laughs> nice okay so today's your first day back riding yeah I'll go on the bike today pretty easy still but um yeah uh that's the thing with the Jira. It's, it's normally, yeah, by the time you just stop, you're pretty pretty done. And, yeah, the first few days I was pretty done, but I'm tired and just, uh, yeah, the bike didn't look too appealing. But now now mentally and physically I think I'm going back, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, a 10-day race is, is really long. I mean, there's no other race that long on the women's calendar. So I guess it takes it out of you because – it's kind of you're not used to racing over that many days yeah exactly it's sort of I don't know it's sort of weird you go into it thinking ah no no way like ah 10 days and yeah the first few days are always pretty hard because you just got that in your mind that there's so much days of racing so many days of racing to come um but yeah the last few days you sort of just I think I said it in my audio diary sort of just in that sort of automatic mode where it just in a routine and you just do it it's yeah there's goes pretty quick actually the last few days yeah I remember you saying actually that that it goes quite quickly towards the end I get I suppose the way the stages were so difficult and so like so much climbing kind of probably contributed to that no yeah probably also I think I had a lot of a bit more pressure and and, uh, anticipation for the last few days so that's probably also contributes to why they went so fast yeah yeah and um did the rest day kind of help that travel slash rest day that kind of went between Sardinia and the mainland was that did you like having that in there or yeah I mean yeah every day is is always nice to have so extra chance for a bit of recovery but also yeah with that sort of rest day it was basically to account for the the travel that we did from Sardinia and that that's an extra toll I guess also less just that extra long travel and things like that but yeah definitely I think that rest day was really nice to have it was a chance to sort of just like spin the legs a little bit not that the not that the um Sardinia stages were too hard but yeah to 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 refresh the body but before we we went straight into stage four which was probably the hardest day (laughs) yeah yeah it's interesting because I guess there's just not rest days in in women's stage races because they're just not really long enough to need them but yeah um, exactly yeah so yeah take us back to I guess from the beginning really like you guys had quite a I mean you were working kind of for Lotta but also you had GC ambitions um and the first few stages were kind of more for for Lotta but it never really kind of worked out um how yeah just talk us through I guess like kind of what how it was was racing those first few stages yeah I mean so 
yeah, we pretty much went into the, t- well, at the beginning of the tour, we always sit down with the team and like go through like everyone's goals. And for sure, yeah, Lotta, I mean, her target is the Tour de France, but she came to this race still with, she, yeah, it's Lotta is Lotta. She always, uh, she always targets a, a really good result and she has, always has it in her too. We, we, we know that. Um, and sort of we had the, the goal to sort out the lead out a little bit. Um, especially the first few stages because the lead out was really important for Lotta and she really we really wanted to see if we could pull together sort of a lead out as a team unfortunately I felt a little bit bad because uh, I mean from the beginning of the tour I said that my goal was pretty much to target <laughs> as high as I could on the GC and um, that meant saving myself a little bit for that back end of the tour so the team sort of set me back and said don't help so much in the lead outs, just stay out of it and stay safe. Um, so I just sort of had to let my team do the thing. I helped as much as I could, like early on, a few Ks out from the sprint at least. And um, we, from Lotta, I mean, she had a good lead out a few of the days, I think, a few of the days we, that we messed it up a little bit as a team. And it was also a really shame for the team to lose Lonica Unikin really early on in the race. Um, yeah, I think only the second day we lost her. And, yeah, she was a really key part of Lotta's lead out. So, so yeah, that, that made it a bit tricky. Um, and Blanca's a really new rider, but she did really well to, to support Lotta with her technical skills and things like that, and also Christine. So, um, yeah, I think we did what we could as a team. Um, improved the lead out a lot, um, but, yeah, we never could quite work it out for Lotta. Yeah, I guess it'll be a different um, a different squad for her going into the the Tour de France as well. So, yeah, exactly, um, it's a really different squad. Yeah, yeah, okay. And in terms of your goals coming into the race, like, was that was this an opportunity for you to kind of like be able to take the lead in GC? Was that the aim going in? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, it was a big opportunity for me. I mean, we didn't have the big names like Damien and Ashley there that who are the other key climbers in our team so going in I to be honest I had no pressure from the team the team hadn't talked to me about anything they wanted me to do or goals or things like that it was just sort of what I had to say of what I wanted and yeah I highlighted that straight away like to my team that yeah I really wanted to see what I could do um GC wise and see if I could yeah, take a little bit of pressure and and see what I could do with that because, uh, yeah, I haven't really had an opportunity to do that yet. Um, so, yeah, I, I respected that. My team uh, also respected my ambitions and uh, yeah, they sort of let me go for it a little bit, save a little bit at the beginning of the tour, which was, yeah, yeah, really nice of them to let me do that because um, I could have been helping. But, um, yeah, I hope it paid off at the back end. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, you talked about in your writer diaries how Lotto was fetching bottles and like Christine was helping you with positioning. Was this like yeah. your first kind of experience of being like the protective rider for the team? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's my really definitely my first experience of that. Um, and with that, I think it comes a, a fair bit of pressure um, that when that we sit down on the team meeting, we say, okay. Christine, uh, you lead Neve into this climb, whatever, and always Neve always be on this wheel, and 
yeah, so it was a it was a new experience for me, um, sort of just knowing that every day I'd, I had to be in these wheels, I had to be in this position at the right time because my teammate was teammates were working hard for me. Um, yeah, it was a yeah, it's cool experience, and and now I sort of know that I have the confidence a little bit that I, I can take a little bit of that pressure and and um, yeah, going on to the next few races, I, yeah, I hope I can take those opportunities when I get them. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, yeah, I was going to say kind of how did you find that? Because you really kind of delivered, like, obviously, you know, the the stage four situation where Anamik and Mavi and Martha just like said, see ya and went up the road. The GC kind of ended up being kind of, it ran away from everybody else a bit. But to come top five is super impressive, especially if it's your first time kind of being taking up that leadership role so you must be pretty happy with that yeah I mean exactly it's like I I also knew this sort of going into the tour and I I discussed it with my team the fact that probably yeah I wouldn't be targeting the pink jersey knowing that the name the names that were there but the fact is yeah I mean if I want to target the pink jersey in the future then I have to sort of learn how to take that pressure and that responsibility in the team already. And, and I think this tour was a really nice opportunity to do that and to set out the goal in the beginning of a top five and then and then make that top five. Um, that's, yeah, it's already a learning process in itself. So I think, yeah, it gives me a lot of confidence that, that for in the future I can make big goals like targeting, yeah, uh, top GC or, or the pink jersey and, and um, really know that, I can I can uh, do it with with the support of my team. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, I in your rider diaries you sort of said I can't remember what stage it was, but you were sort of saying like it was really cool to be up there with on a climb with like Anamik and Marta. Um, but the fact is, you're obviously like capable of kind of you know kicking it with them, and it's just like really impressive because you're still really young I mean young enough to pick up the white jersey (laughs) um so yeah it kind of shows the trajectory you're on you're kind of you've got an amazing kind of career ahead of you with that yeah I mean it's it's exciting I mean to be honest I, I sort of just take it yeah I mean race by race and 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 see how it goes but yeah definitely this right this race as I said like in my rider diaries that it's still pretty daunting to be out with those those women um especially on the long climbs and things like that it was also like physically a really big step up for me uh, if I look to my my own performances um at the last at the Giro and so yeah it's it's sort of a it's a changing in the mindset I guess to to know to have the confidence that, that I can race with those girls and and even like yeah not just on the climbs but on the descents and and on the other parts of the race too having the confidences confidence to attack them or or to actually be in the race with them and and um yeah that that was probably the biggest step up um at the Giro it's just that knowing that I can be there yeah you mentioned descending as well I was going to say kind of like it's not just the climbs it was also the descents talk me talk to me about descending with Lucinda Brand because it looks terrifying <laughs> yeah I think there was uh 
uh, one day, uh, I think the second mountain day, and, and we came over the top of the first long climb and we had Lucinda and Elisa Longobagini in our group and they just went full down the descent. And for moments there, I was pretty scared, but I was just, Neve, just follow the wheel, don't look behind you. And then that was pretty crazy to come. Like we came to the bottom of that descent and we had actually dropped all three GC leaders, which was, I was looking behind thinking, no, we, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, Lucinda and Longo um, crazy descenders. I mean, <laughs> I was just pretty stoked to just stay on their wheel down since. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone watched Swiss and saw the way she was descending with Yolanda Neff. I mean, it's, I mean, but that, I guess that's part of, um, if you want to be like a GC rider, like you don't, you know, it's not just climbing. It's not just, you have to be like the full package and descending is part of that. And we've seen kind of people come up against that and kind of maybe lose time. Like, you know, you see it across men's and women's. If you can't descend, then it can be a real Achilles heel. So yeah, that's awesome that you're able to, to stay with riders like Lucinda, because honestly, yeah, she, she just goes. And Elisa, yeah, like you say. Yeah. The, the moments, uh, they just think, ah, oh, just, just, if they can do it, I can do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly as you say, it's it's important to have I think the full packed. And I, definitely in the last year, I focused a lot on improving my descending because last year I was not so good. Um, but yeah, you even see with like Anime, she is crashing on the descent, or, or Marvi, she was losing time on the descent, and it's such a shame to to get so much time on the climbs and be so good at that, and then uh, lose it on the descent. Um, so yeah, it's definitely important to have the full package. Yeah, absolutely. And so you say you worked on that. What? How did you do that? Did you just kind of practice or did somebody kind of go through lines and stuff with you? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's mostly been a lot of practice and, and help for my teammates too. Like uh, last year, especially uh, Anna Vanderbregen, even when we were training with her, she, she helped me a lot. And um, I've, I highlighted the things that I needed to change and yeah, I just put a lot of work into it and, and really, yeah, a lot of practice and training and, and some help from, from some experts. So yeah, that's, that's improved a lot. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's good to, to kind of hear someone kind of taking the initiative to like actively improve on something because, you know, it's easy. I think it would be easy to be like, oh, well, I'm just not very good at that. But to actually do that is yeah I mean it's commitment so yeah. yeah um talk to me about the heat because it looked so grim <laughs> how hot it was especially yeah. in the first few stages yeah I mean yeah so then you was pretty hot and uh, all on the coast there yeah, it was pretty grim. It's just constantly going back to the car, getting ice, bottles, everything you can to keep cool. Um, and then the rest day and the fourth day, they were the, the hottest day by far. Um, I think the fourth day, yeah, probably half the peloton was having heat stroke. I mean, it was, except for maybe in a week. <laughs> she, um, yeah, it was sort of, as I said, it was the hardest day for sure. And I think that was mainly just because of how hot it was. I mean, the body was just suffering in, in all sorts of ways. Um, and with how technical the, the race was 
and split up and, and up and down. It was even hard there to get bottles and feeds and things like that. So, yeah, it made it extra hard. Um, unfortunately, I think, yeah, there was a few people that were caught out with that, like Longo. Um, she lost a lot of time that day. She was in the group with me and I could see that she wasn't the usual Longo. Um, she she was, yeah, suffering quite a lot and she, she yeah, I could see she was not coping well because, yeah, she, she normally races in a certain way and that was not her usual self that day. Um, also the fact that I think the heat also decided the tour a lot as well as everything else. So, yeah, it's, again, that thing of you have to have everything right. Um, it's not just your your own how fast you can go up the hills. It's being able to cope with the heat and things like that too. And, yeah, luckily towards the mountain stages, it's, it's cooled down a little bit. I mean, it was still hot in the 30 degrees and things like that, but it was not unbearably hot and um yeah it was just it was just the fact that you just had to keep completely on top of hydration and 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 keeping cool the whole time um that was yeah also another factor to factor to to include yeah yeah I mean I guess as you say like that's an important part of racing as well and getting that stuff right is crucial but I mean I wonder kind of you know, with that in mind, like a lot of people have been talking about the Giro needing to maybe move where it is in the calendar and everyone's kind of talking about it in the context of the fact that it clashes with the Tour de France and now it's so close to the Tour de France fan. But looking at that, it's also, I think, like, because racing in Italy in July, you know, there's a reason yeah. men's Giro is in May. Yeah. It's kind of, like you say, it, it almost decided part of the race. And of course, like that is part of racing, but it's also like it looks yeah. torturous to me in that yeah case. exactly I think there was some mentions of like bringing an extreme weather protocol and things like that from the cyclist alliance and stuff but to be honest I, I don't know I didn't think too much of it I was just sort of focusing on the racing at the time and, and it's just an extra challenge to deal with but yeah then I was hearing it I've heard these rumors about the GRO moving and yeah, I was thinking actually it's a really good idea for one year. It doesn't clash with the tour and it's perhaps, I mean, it probably comes with the other elements of challenge. Like you see in the men's GRO that that they have extreme cold weather and rain and things like that in the mountains. Um, But yeah, I guess it's, it's all part of racing. Um, The, the, the weather and the elements also have, their own play their own part in the in the challenge of racing and and that's yes yeah, it's, it's all part of the equation I guess but it would be I think from a personal point of view I, I think it would be cool to see the Giro move um then really people can target both uh women can target both tours um because yeah at the moment I think it's t- it's too close yeah okay yeah interesting I mean I guess yeah you know Anime can and people like that can do it because she's just like not of this world but I think yeah. like I was gonna ask you actually I know obviously you're not actually racing at all but if some like if you were to be like would you do you think you would be ready to do that in kind of just over a week's time from now um yeah I mean yeah I think it, yeah what is it it's just under two weeks the the difference uh I mean the the in between um for sure I mean 
I remember like saying it jokingly to my team at the beginning of the year, like, oh, could I, could I do both? And they're like, no way, you're too young. Uh, there's no way you can recover. But it's more, I think it's definitely possible to recover and we'll see it in the tour that a lot of women are doing both. But it's more, I guess, you can't um, anticipate what will happen in the in the Giro. You might have a day where you crash and you have a long chase back and and you can't just take a rest day and things like that. So you can come out of the Giro really smashed and then it takes you two weeks to recover and, and then no way you're good for the tour. But at this point, I mean, if my co- team called me up to the tour last minute, I think maybe then I, I would still be happy and find that – uh, in this point in time because I think I got through the Giro quite well um, I didn't have too many big setbacks and I think after a good week off the bike now then I, I should be going good by the weekend but but yeah it's, it's just the whole factor of you can't anticipate what will happen and you can't anticipate how your body will deal with it and for sure I mean for young riders like me it's it's a huge, huge load to do two long tours like that and within a month. Um, and it's just sort of, yeah, about, yeah, for me, my longevity in the sport and, and also mentally it's, it's I talked about doing 10-day stage races. It's hard on the heads as well. So um, to do it again in a week, yeah, that's, that's really hard. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good thing that the team is sort of like, pacing that you know they're not sort of saying to you to you that you need to do both like now this they acknowledge that you're young and you're still like you know developing your career um how supportive are they actually in in that way like are they with your development and that like it, it seems to me like they're kind of there's no pressure and you're kind of just still in this process of of learning from the more experienced riders and there are some huge names on your team here yeah, yeah. both in the car now and on the road so yeah what's that like actually being in a team like that yeah I mean there's yeah to be honest they're really really actually focused on the development of us young riders I think also especially from Anna Vanderbregen's influence really focused on ensuring our, our sort of long longevity in the sport she doesn't want us doing too much too soon and, and wants to keep us fresh mentally as much as anything I think and um, yeah especially going into the Giro I was told several times by the team Neve, there's no pressure here there's absolutely no pressure whatever happens there's no pressure and then throughout the Giro like just they kept telling me yeah but fifth is fine because for a point there I was targeting trying to get Longo's fourth place when we were a bit closer on time and they were like yeah but you have to accept also that you're young and 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 you should also be really happy with fifth and it's also there's no pressure to keep it and things like that so yeah in a way I don't didn't really like it because sometimes I like a little bit of pressure but it's also I guess good because pressure can become overwhelming and then I think at the end of the day pressure's what gets you mentally uh, first before anything else so yeah I'm glad that I was also able to enjoy through the whole tour as well and it's the same with all other racing throughout the year I'm able to enjoy it and um, especially with the big names uh, I don't have that pressure because I know I can sort of hide behind them a little bit and yeah I go but they have the responsibility to to get the medal at the end of the day but or the podium or whatever and 
if I do it, then it's it's really cool, but it's not necessary, you know. It's yeah. I, I hope that maybe in the next couple of years I'll I'll get that pressure. But um for now I'm happy sort of letting my body do its thing and develop to 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 what I can be. And I'm already seeing that just the physical improvements is is pretty crazy. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think obviously yeah it's looking like you're gonna have that pressure like later down the line so I think it's good that they're kind of not piling that on you now because like you said like for the longevity side of things like if you're at such a young age like feeling so much pressure feeling you know getting put put under pressure by the team like it's possible that at some point you're just gonna want to be like oh fuck this like yeah exactly yeah yeah. no I think it's 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 just really cool actually and it's uh yeah it keeps it all light-hearted a little bit for now and yeah it's exactly well 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 we let the body sort of do its thing and develop yeah absolutely and obviously yeah I mean this race has kind of shown the benefits of all that I guess and I mean would you say this is a breakthrough race for you breakthrough performance yeah I mean for sure I mean even if on paper people don't see it as breakthrough for me like personally I think it's really breakthrough like on the long climbs I learned a lot about myself and and I think that's that's sort of yeah it's really those kind of efforts are really hard to to know how to do and um for me at the at the Giro yeah, that was sort of my f- first experience of really being on top of those efforts and being able to control those efforts and, and yeah, push myself on those efforts without sort of blowing up and things like that. And and um, that was a huge step forward for me, if anything. So, yeah, if, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe fifth place doesn't look that good to everyone, maybe. But, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, and I know what I can do now. And, then I can work from there. I mean, fifth place is pretty impressive given the caliber of riders that were in front of you on that GC and given your age and everything, I would say fifth is very impressive. <laughs> so don't take that away from yourself. Um, but yeah, it's interesting you mentioned about the long climbs because in your rider diaries, you kind of talked about sort of learning how to pace that effort. And like, do you think by the end of those mountain stages, you'd kind of mastered that? Yeah, um, I think for me going into it, it was more, I was just, yeah, a little bit scared, if anything. I mean, because if you go too deep, too early, you blow up. And I think everyone knows what feeling blowing up feels like. It's, it's horrible. And then you realise you still have 20 minutes of the climb left to go and you're absolutely crawling. But So it was about sort of really finding that, that fine sort of line and, and balance between what's too much and what's not quite enough. And... Yeah, I think the first day was really, it really was about self-control for me. I think if, if anyone saw the coverage, then I really let the, the attacks go and then I slowly came back and then I let them go again and then I slowly came back and then by the top I was there again. And um, that was sort of me just telling myself the whole time, you've just, there's no draft in the world anyway, just just ride your own pace, just ride your own pace. <laughs> and um so, yeah, I learned a lot about myself that day and then I looked at my performance that day and then I 
sort of judge what maybe I could do the next day, uh, if maybe I could push it a bit more. And then even by the third day, I was telling myself, okay, uh, well, the third mountain stage, I, I could uh, I could push it even more. And that last climb there, I really wanted to push it, yeah, to see really what I could do. And uh, that I was most surprised just how the body could sort of bounce back and and still perform nine days into a tour. And that, that was um, – that's also a sort of, yeah, a surprise and a shock to me and, and, yeah, learning about what I can do. So that's all part of the, the yeah, fueling and, and looking after the body and, and the whole, yeah, process, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's – I wouldn't say I nailed it by the end of the tour, but, yeah, I definitely learned a lot and definitely improved a lot if I, if I look back to my previous – like last year or even just a few tours before, like Burgos and things like that, the way I climb is, is very different. And, um, yeah, I've learned a lot about it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I guess that goes back to the kind of the team's approach and not putting pressure on you because you're then able to kind of experiment with that and you don't yeah. have pressure to get a result. So you're just kind of learning about your body and how you, and, and you're developing. I guess that's it's great that you've got yeah. the room to do that. Yeah, exactly. That they, they they always can see when I'm disappointed or when I I don't do it right. But that the thing is with this team, they never tell me if I'm. Yeah, I mean they'll tell me if I'm doing something really wrong, but they sort of let me find my own way, and I think that's really cool. It's important for for learning that I I'm doing it myself, and I, I find out probably. That's the thing with me. I always have to find out the hard way, really. I, no one can tell me what to do. I, I, It goes wrong for me first before it goes right, I think. And, um, yeah, I think that was – it's took. It's taken a long time, a few mountain top finishes, but last week, I think, for me, I would say it was, it was going right and it was going good, so I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of kind of these mountain finishes and stages like this, like what how what did you think about the um the course of this duo and like kind of the way it was spread out and like because there aren't that many mountains like that in women's racing. Um and we talk about this a lot on podcasts, kind of it's there's not that much room for riders to kind of specialize as be like pure climbers or pure sprinters, this and that. Um so for someone like you who like would probably slot into that kind of climber GC um, type of rider, this must have been quite a good parkour for you. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I really like the way the Giro was set out actually. And also the way that it was really a surprise, I think, for everyone that stage four was such a deciding stage. Um, I think no one, no one expected that even heard that Anna Meek said that in the press conference that she never expected she'd pull time on the full stage. Um, so I think that that really pays tribute to, to the quality and, and the and of the tour that there can be surprises like that. I think that's what makes it interesting and what makes it a cool tour. Um, and, yeah, for, for climbers, always the Giro is, I think, a, a good tour for climbers. It always tends to go onto the mountains. And... But I definitely think this year I had a good balance between sprint stages and climb stages and also breakaway stages if we saw with uh, Kristen Faulkner and things like that. I mean, she's a crazy talent, but uh, but yeah, um, 
yeah, definitely arose. There was opportunities there. Um, yeah, and I think in the future it will sort of go more and more this way with yeah the Giro and the Tour that there will be more and more opportunities for pure climbers, pure sprinters, breakaway riders, things like that. So yeah, I think the sport will change a little bit in that way. But yeah, I think in terms of the Giro, yeah, it was really it was really good. Yeah, nice. And um, obviously, yeah, like you say, no tour unless you get called up last minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for you? Um, next for me is the Commonwealth Games at the beginning of August. Okay. So yeah, I'll be not, not an SD Works colours, but yeah, representing New Zealand. So that'll be really cool. Nice. And is that the time trial and the road race or just the road race? I'll just do the road race there. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it's a big deal in New Zealand, right? This, it's uh... yeah, it definitely. It's, it's yeah, really big because it's all like organised by the Olympic Committee and things, and and yeah, so it's a really big deal in New Zealand. We have the Commonwealth Games and the Olympics, and that's what everyone thinks about. So it's it's, I think it's good to do for a bit of profile in, in my country and things like that. So it's really nice to have the support from from Kiwis. <laughs> yeah, nice. And after that, then, back in SDWX colours, when? Um, actually, I don't race with the team at this, well, on the plan until Plouay, so at the end of August. So, yeah, okay. a, bit of a bit of a time away from racing, but, uh, but I think it'll be all right. <laughs> nice little break, no? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much for for chatting um nice to get the free winning listeners kind of hear you in conversation because yeah. I think everyone really enjoyed your rider diaries so yeah and um best of luck for com games and everything coming up and really looking forward to kind of yeah watching your career develop because yeah it's been great watching you race the duo so hopefully as well you don't become too much of a big star that you're not going to do any more rider diaries for us because that would be no, shame. No, of <laughs> Except uh, I'm an avid listener of the podcast, but I'm not sure I want to listen to my own voice. So, so that I is a problem. <laughs> I've yeah. had this problem. I used to listen yeah. to the podcast and now I'm on it. I'm like, I can't listen to this. Yeah, anymore. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's yeah. been really good. So yeah, thank you for having me.